plots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. The idea of Los Angeles that sold the middle class and the Midwesterner on this place well over a century ago is still deep in our brains. The R1 home with its lawn, its three-bedroom, two-bath, and garage. But the city's changed, and Angelino's needs have too. Measure S on the March 7th ballot gets boiled down to embracing those changes with development and with the city's housing and zoning regulations, or putting development on hold for two years, from projects that increase building heights and density to the city hall haggling that gets politically astute developers the spot zoning changes they want with patchwork results. Mark Valianatos is co-founder of Abundant Housing LA, and he's opposing Measure S not to enrich developers, he says, nor to punish current homeowners, but to make the housing pie bigger so everyone who wants it can get a slice of the good life, L.A. style. And gaze at the moon till I lose my senses And I can't look at hobbles And I can't stand fences Don't fence me Measure S is sometimes cast as homeowners versus developers. Where are you in this? I have two main reasons why I oppose Measure S. And one is related to housing. I consider myself to actually be a YIMBY. I'm a homeowner in L.A., but I want there to be more housing. Wait, wait, wait. You have to tell me what a YIMBY is. A YIMBY stands for yes in my backyard. Having enough housing here in L.A. is a physical precondition for having a prosperous city, a welcoming city, and a diverse city. And after a few decades of, of significantly underbuilding new housing, but people still coming here and wanting to live here, we have a housing crisis, which at its most serious has meant that 28,000 of our fellow Angelinos are homeless in any given night. But that shortage also, also cascades out and causes like 60% of the population of LA pay more than is recommended and sustainable on their rents and their mortgages. We have hundreds of thousands of households living in overcrowded conditions. We have millennials either being forced to live at home or having to leave to leave the region because housing costs are so high. Um, so a lot of a lot of suffering is being inflicted on the on the residences just because we don't have enough places to live. And I fear that measure S would make this much worse. Part of the reason that this is happening is because we have outdated plans, as you know. If you're a developer trying to do sort of a generic urban, you know, mixed use project with some retail and some residences in it you really have to go to these changing the zoning, changing the general plan thing to make projects work. We're getting a lot of new housing that way, and if we would stop that for two years or block some permanently, it would be a disaster. It would drive rents up even further, um, harming particularly low-income people who can't afford to pay more. Los Angeles has been many things. It, it had you know great streetcars at one time. It's had actually a significant amount of apartment buildings for for many decades, since the 1920s and 30s. But the last time we did our zoning code and the model we used when we did many of our community plans was the idea that most people will live in single-family homes and they would drive. And that it's no longer the only way that people want to live today. And so our plans have to adapt to, to catch up with reality. 
it's very difficult to make a new kind of city without getting rid of or substantially altering the old. And that's where a lot of the friction comes in here. L.A. is a big place, almost 500 square miles. And so I feel like there's room for different conceptions of the good life to, to coexist here. But to let that balance kind of future L.A. evolve, we do need to allow changes to happen in the right places, near transit, along commercial corridors, in areas where we want things to be different because we've invested in transit or we're revitalizing the river. And so a measure like S, which is trying to freeze things, um, doesn't help us in getting this, this better balanced future for the city. The main reason why L.A.'s housing costs so much is that there's not enough of it. But I agree that we don't want to kind of harm existing residents through high housing costs and freeze the potential evolution of the city in kind of pursuit of a, a mirage of 1950s or 60s Southern California. Um, I, I think it's great that the post-war generations were able to shape the city in a certain way and pursue a certain way of life. And I wish they would now, um, as voters, respect that their kids and grandkids, you know, are going to be doing things a little bit differently, but that there'll still be space for everyone in different ways of living in the city and working and getting around in Los Angeles. Since Measure S was put on the ballot, the city council has said, okay, okay, we're going to be rewriting the, the plans and the zoning, and we're going to pay attention now in a way it has not done for a long time. Has it not already accomplished what it was hoped to do? I would agree that any good that will come out of Measure S has already been done in, in causing that very reaction in getting the city council to finally step up and say, let's do plans within, let's do all the community plans within six years and make some changes on the process of, of like environmental review and other things. But there's a lot of harm that could come of it if it's passed because that's when the moratorium and ban on a lot of new housing would, would, would come into effect. So I feel like voters should be aware that, that the planning politics has changed and now vote no on us to make sure we don't make a housing crisis worse. Councilman Mike Bonin um, really addressed the friction between, as he said, homeowners who put their life savings into their property, and then there are the people who have dreams of their own about living in Los Angeles. He said, this is a battle for the souls of our neighborhoods. Is he right? I, I would agree. It's, a, it's definitely a battle. And there's benefits both to long-term residents and to newcomers and to, you know, wealthy people and to those who are struggling to having a city that's allowed to change and, and grow in the right places. You know, I live in a single-family home um, in northeast L.A., and if there's more uh, apartment buildings um, being built on the boulevards here, then there's more people living there, walking about, will attract new, you know, new customers to the businesses there, a more walkable and fun neighborhood. Uh, awaiting me if that happens. Um, and then those people who are living in these new units also have a place to live now. Um, and people like me who are middle class don't have to just go out and compete with existing working class residents for spaces, you know, which has created pressures for gentrification and everything. So if we add housing, we can benefit, I think, many long-term residents let LA continue to grow. Some are concerned about, you know, the just changes they see. Some are this is, again, people are somewhat, have some concerns about 
what's going on now might be have some reasons to be to think possibly about it. Some of them might be just generically against developers because they feel like they're whatever they're making a lot of money or they're they're, they're making special deals with the council members or whatever. But when we explain the fact that Measure S would, you know, have this really major negative impact on housing and therefore hurt a lot of our neighbors. Anyway, so when we say, look, this, there may be some issues with how we do planning now, but blocking new housing isn't going to make things better. It's going to make things worse. And then we hope, we hope that people are, you know, listening to that. And an analogy I like to use is if we had a famine in this area of the state, we wouldn't ban farmers from, like, adding you know, adding new crops to their fields for the next two years while we figure it out. We'd be like, no, we need, you know, we need more housing now, we need more food now, and we can also at the same time try to update our plan and serve a better process that benefits everyone. Do you think that um, that Measure S would undercut the efforts to house the homeless that have been approved by voters recently, some of the same voters who may be supporting Measure S? Yes, 100%. It would be a terrible irony for the voters having finally, you know, we're stepping up, we're putting forward a billion dollars and more to address the needs of the most vulnerable people in our society. It would be a tragedy if if those efforts were blocked by this Measure S. Who's to blame for this state of affairs? There's blame to go around. I, I would actually start with the residents and the organizations who have fought change and fought new housing for decades, and they've done a pretty good job at it, and they've led us into this housing crisis. I would agree that the city leaders have fallen down, too, that they should have put more staff and resources in updating the plans. They should have been more active in, in, in encouraging residents to take a, a view of the city's future, that we are, we are one city, and we need to make space for everyone, and we need to grow and become prosperous and sustainable together. And luckily, I think now the pressure is on, and hopefully we'll get we'll get those better plans coming forward. And we do have a lot a big coalition coming together against Measure S, and that shows that there can be a political pushback against those who want to stop growth. What if Measure S succeeds? What do you think LA will look like? If Measure S passes, um, the housing crisis will intensify. So we'll, we could expect to see rents rising, people putting off saving for college, saving for retirement because they're spending so much on housing, homelessness increasing, more and more young people, and families with children having to leave the city and the region, um, economic decline as we lose a lot of construction jobs, investment, and as, again, more money goes towards housing costs rather than towards you know buying goods and services and keeping the economy going. There's just like a stagnation, a sense that the energy and vitality that we usually that we hope that we see in Los Angeles, an openness towards the future, becomes shuttered down for a couple of years while nothing can be built. So some of the mailers that the Yes on S campaign have sent sent to me and to I think many many residents suggest that right now developers are destroying housing and displacing residents and evicting people. But I've done research on these projects that use these zone changes and they actually displace very few people because they're taking things like parking lots or abandoned factories and turning them into large buildings. The way that we're losing homes and that people are being evicted under the Ellis Act is very different. You'll have someone, an investor, buy a small building, use the Ellis Act to get the residents out, and then just rehab the building about the same size, and there we're losing, you know, we're, we're forcing people out of their homes and not getting new units in exchange. So 
according to my research, if Measure S passes, we'll see an increase in evictions and demolitions because the housing demand that's now being met in these large projects, you know, on, on parking lots or whatever, will be forced into our residential neighborhoods and actually destroy more homes and kick out more people. Mark Valianatos, the co-founder of Abundant Housing LA and with LA Plus, thank you for talking to me. Thanks so much, Pat. I'm taking a trip California way. I'm gonna Pat Morrison asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited I'm and engineered by Todd G. Levin. The music is Bing Crosby singing Don't Fence Me In and the San Fernando Valley on the DECA label. Don't forget to vote. I'm Pat Morrison. Cause I've decided where yours truly really ought to be. And it's the San Fernando Valley for me. I think that I'm safe in Staten. She will be waiting when my lonely journey is done. And kindly old Reverend Thomas made us a promise. He will make the two of us one. So I'm hitting the trail to the cow country. You can forward my mail, care of RFD. I'm going to settle down and never more roam and make the sand.